welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're talking about adapting with ease. It feels like forever since we've spoken because I think we took a week off last week and it feels like it was quite a week. I know. It was <laughs> a lot happened in that yes. in our in our week apart. Yeah, so it's <laughs> nice to hear your voice again. <laughs> you too, although um my voice as you might hear or not, I don't know. It sounds like it's getting scratchier and scratchier to me because of the smoke in Portland. Yes. We yes. have very, very high levels of smoke. We are, um, we have been off the charts, um, hazardous in the air quality index, and we're back on the charts now, which is good. (laughs) And we're headed down from hazardous to very unhealthy. And I can't tell you how excited I am to be in very unhealthy, hopefully later today. How crazy is that? I know I'm in Walla Walla, so I'm what? I don't know how far are we from each other. I don't know, however far that is, hundred, a few hundred miles. Yeah. And we, when I went to sleep Saturday night, we were hazardous, and when I woke up Sunday morning, we were at two ninety nine, very unhealthy. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's insane. It's yeah, it's brutal. So we'll try to. Um, Make this brief and easy on your voice. Yes. You're, you've got enough struggling just to breathe. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> well, I've been wearing a mask inside the house, and I decided I couldn't wear a mask and record. Um, but, right. You probably uh, could, but it wouldn't sound very good. It would not sound good, and I want people to be able to understand <laughs> what we're trying to say. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you got to to have fire smoke from fires sort of chasing you on your trip or you chasing it or something, right? Yes, we um, so for people who listened to last week's episode, um, we took a trip to Eastern Oregon and we had it planned out and we we're going to spend the first part of the trip in one area in near the John Day um, Fossil Beds National Monument. And then um, we're going to spend a night out on the Alvord Desert, which is a um, dried up ancient lake bed that's now just a big flat playa. Um, And it's just um, to the east of Steens Mountain. And then we're going to spend the last three days of our trip on the west side of Steens Mountain. But uh, as we headed down that way, the smoke started getting thicker and thicker. And so we pulled over in the ironically named Burns, Oregon. (laughs) (laughs) 
and had to figure out what we were going to do. And um, for us, the, you know, this area we are going to is very remote part of southeastern Oregon. I mean, these are the two biggest counties in Oregon because they have the smallest populations, um, which is so strange. And um, so we had to decide what we were going to do, and and um, and we had to sort of. I don't know, you know, like come up on the fly with criteria of how to make the decision and um, and then figure out what to do. And the whole thing was complicated by the fact that um, we had really poor cell phone reception. And um, so looking things up on the Internet was kind of complicated. So frustrating. Um, that is so yeah. frustrating. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what ultimately, ultimately what we decided to do or, you know, sort of the criteria by which we made our decision was that um, while there were only a few small fires, the smoke was coming from the western part of the state where most of the fires are. Um, and there were only a small fires that, that were all contained sort of down by where we were going. It was so remote we decided that we didn't want to risk getting trapped in a remote part of the state if you know something changed dramatically and and fires really picked up or smoke got worse or something and so we decided to stay in the slightly more populated um, northeast portion of the state and um, i've found the maps that show there's like you there's maps that show you where the smoke zones are and what the grading is of the smoke. And we found the only city left in Oregon that was not in the smoke and headed there. Um, yeah. And then from that place, we, uh, part of the problem too, was that, um, we we stopped at a gas station and these two, you know, those huge coach RVs, like the really fancy ones, mm -hmm. they two pulled up and there was these two couples, one in each one. And, and the women both came out and, and I said, excuse me, you guys know, look like, you know what you're doing. <laughs> We're trying to figure out where to go from here. Do you have any recommendations? And, and they're like, oh yes. And gave us all these recommendations of places to go to. And then we started trying to call places and everyone was booked up because people were um, both doing what just exactly what we were doing for vacation and then also trying to get out of the smoke right. um so then we had to figure out like where we could go um but the the thing like the way we tried to bring ease to it was because we were already prepared to spend a night or two off the grid we had everything we need you know the batteries were charged up there was fresh water in the water tank the propane tanks were full we had a full tank of gas um so we knew that worse came to worse we could just pull over on the side of the road and stay in the rv if we needed to like if we couldn't get into a park or something yeah, so that um, took away a little bit of the stress. That's way better yes. than sleeping in your car. Right, right, right. And then we, and you know, we figured like it, since all the parks were full, like if they, we'd pull over and 
you know, if a state trooper like knocks on our RV door, we'll be like, sorry, there was nowhere to go. Like, what are they going to do? Tell us to move along? Okay, we'll wake up and move along. (laughs) (laughs) But we ended up finding um, a U.S. Forest Service campground that had um, developed spots, but no services. Mm -hmm. Um, So there were pit toilets, and it was at this beautiful mountain lake at like 5,000 feet elevation, and we were above the smoke. It was spectacular. Nice. Yeah, so we ended up staying there a couple of days and then headed out for one more night and we picked where we were going that night based on the smoke map again and then you know headed home but it was sort of it was interesting like trying to decide how we were going to make our decisions and then you know sort of going with a good enough decision mm-hmm. well you, you sound like you really got in touch with what was important to you which was to be safe yes and yep. um, worked with that and really, it sounds like it worked out great. And then you had to come home where, to Portland where the smoke was worse than where you were in eastern Oregon, right? Yes. Yeah, that part <laughs> sucks. Yeah, well, and, you know, part of it, cause it was funny because um, after we came down from the lake where we had no service at all, there was no cell service, no, there was no electricity, there was nothing. Um, and then we came down off the mountain and... Um, decided to go to the small town Baker City, which anyone headed through, it's an adorable town and I highly recommend it. It's really cute. Um, it's sort of, it's their big claim to fame as being on the Oregon Trail. And so they've really sort of um, uh, embraced that in the what's town. It, what's the name of the town? Baker City. Oh, Baker City. You'll pass City. through it on your way out of the Northwest. I feel like, um, yeah, I've been by there. I just didn't hear. I th- what I heard you say was small town, big city. What oh. you said was small town, Baker City. So yeah. I was puzzled. Gotcha. Oh. Well, that's nice to know <laughs> that it's a nice, uh, that you yeah, had a nice little place. Super cute. But um, so then I posted a picture from the lake and, you know, with a blue sky and everyone in Portland was like, stay there. Don't come home. Right. <laughs> but, you know, we wanted to get back to the kids and because at that point the fire was you know really threatening coming into um the suburbs of portland mm-hmm. and people had been evacuated and so we wanted to be back here and and um you know take care of the kids if we needed to and anything else that needed to happen but luckily the the fires have been um kept at bay they're not contained but they're not moving Mm -hmm. so they've um lightened some of the evacuation um notices oh that's good or reduced not lightened i guess so you were able to go with the flow to a certain extent get the information you could you had access even though you had poor cell phone service you managed to get access to your smoke maps mm-hmm. so that you could make a decision and that turned out really mm-hmm. well it sounds like yeah. sounds like you made a great decision right it was and it was interesting because even though it was the complete opposite of the alver desert it was the same experience we were hoping to get 
which uh-huh. is like this very quiet, serene, you know, sort of not many people around um, environment. And and that's exactly what we got. Yeah. It's really nice. Um, and I would also like to point out that uh, contrary to how I was talking about asking for help in episode 17, I asked for help. <laughs> you were the one, not Mike, who reached out. Yeah, to and it wasn't even time. Mike's idea. I was ah. like, hey, I wonder if um, those people have some, like, those people look like they do this all the time. I wonder if they know of places to go. And he's like, that's a great idea. And I thought he was going to go ask him. And then I was like, I'm going to go ask. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, good for you, Shannon. That's great. Oh, I was pretty proud of that. Yeah, put yourself <laughs> on the back. Give yourself a high five for that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so we did a lot of adapting, um, especially I think it's just sort of funny after – our, all of our conversation about careful planning last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you had to do some adapting on your trip. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. You're right. We talked so much about like being productive in our planning and not over planning and planning mindfully. And I felt like I had planned. I might have, I might have over planned a little. I felt like I had all of the contingencies covered, but <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I, a couple things. I didn't um, take a note. I didn't expect the smoke issue, which turned right. into an issue for me too, because it meant that I couldn't safely, uh, in my quest to not get the virus and pass it along to my father, I couldn't get um, outside to meet with people safely since I've been here. So there've been right. a little, a little bit more inside time than I might have liked. But um, but the big thing was. Uh, that a, a couple days into the trip, I realized I mentioned I had noticed this, but didn't realize it was a big deal. And I mentioned to Barry on the phone that, yeah, my computer—it's like it, the top isn't closing all the way, and it, it's like it seems like it's a little swollen. <laughs> He's like, Janine, oh God. He said, "Don't plug your." And I said, "Oh, and I—it was on. It was fully charged this morning, and now it's not charged." He said, "Do not plug your computer in. Do not plug your computer in." And, and that, he said that could be very dangerous. And I, so of course I had to call Apple, and I discovered that sure enough, I had a swollen battery, which basically could have become an explosive device if I plugged it in. So Thanks. you know that meant I couldn't use my computer, right? Which right. actually isn't that big a deal at the at the moment. It, it seemed like a huge deal, and the reason it seemed like such a big deal was that I had this video planned, this gift for my father. I honestly don't remember whether we've talked about it on the podcast but i um i i got uh 40 videos of 30 seconds 30 to 60 seconds from various people in my dad's life and i got an ipad and i put them all on the ipad and i already done that by the time i left town but i had them all linked into a um one long video uh, all but the five that came in after i left town and they were it was on my computer Um, And my dream was that I would plug my computer into his TV and show him the video. That's what what I really wanted to achieve. And so it felt really, really, really important for me to have my computer fixed. So I, you know, called Apple. 
the guy said, well, they can fix it at the Apple store in Spokane. I was in Butte, Montana. They can fix it at the Apple store in Spokane, but they can't do it until Thursday. This was Tuesday night. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work. I'm passing through Spokane on Wednesday. And yeah. um, so he says, stop in Coeur d'Alene. Anyway, I ended up stopping in Coeur d'Alene, Spokane, and Richland. Oh, None of them could fix my computer. But oh. the last one, the Richland, the Richland person was at like a computer repair place, authorized Mac dealer. I said, look, I just, I need, I, I need to be able to show this on the TV. And she said, well, you have an iPad. Yeah. Does it have a lightning connector? Yeah. Well, here. And it was a uh, lightning to HDMI dongle oh. adapter. She uh-huh. said, maybe this would help. And it's like, okay, sold. And so I spent 50 bucks for that. And um, sure enough, I, I then could show it on my computer, but I had to, I mean, on the TV, but I had to get it. I had to get it. And it was in my, on, you know, my back right. blaze, which is great, but I was having connectivity issues. <laughs> and so anyway, <laughs> at 1130 at night, on the night before the birthday, I got it onto my phone. And um, so I was able to plug my phone into the TV, at the, and it actually worked. So oh, he was awesome. thrilled. Yeah, but there was a time. There was a. I, I was trying really hard to make it more perfect, and on th- the Thursday night at about seven ish, when I called my friend in St. Louis, who's an Mac expert, and he said basically what you need to do can't be done. I was like, okay, thank yeah. you. That was really helpful information. I need to adapt. <laughs> What good enough is right now? Yes. And uh, I said, you know, I'm all about letting go of perfectionism so I can do more of what I love. And he said, <laughs> he said, oh, Janine, you're my idol. And I'm like, geez, dude, you don't listen to my podcast, do you? I didn't say that. But, um, it clearly doesn't. And uh, so anyway, um, I really did like say those words out loud. And even if, you know, even if um, I hadn't been able to show it on the tv or it wouldn't it definitely wouldn't have been as good because my dad only wants to see it on the tv <laughs> so right. he doesn't can't get his mind around looking at it on the ipad um so i'm really glad i have that dongle because i can now he can watch it um if he will absorb how to actually do it which is not hard um he'll be able to watch it more times he's watched it many times already and he loves your contribution Shannon in your video you said I wish I could be there to give you a hug uh, on your birthday and every time he hears it because I've heard it about four times he Uh says so do I (laughs) (laughs) that's really cute yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was like, and then I had to figure out getting by without a computer the rest of the trip, although my brother lent me his Chromebook, thank you, Scott, which is how um, I'm able to record the podcast, which I wouldn't, I don't think I could have done from my phone, because I think you have to have Chrome, and I haven't been able to access Cast on my phone, but maybe you could have, I don't know. No, you can't do it from your phone. You have to have, um, you have to use the the computer browser yeah. um but i think so, there was a way that you could call in or something if we would have figured it out we would have figured to. it out okay yeah well um anyway scott came to the rescue then for that so i am using a computer at this moment but otherwise i've been limping along with my phone and as barry said you know there are worse things than to um have a reason not to do any work like, yeah okay. <laughs> that is such a good um such a good thing to remember. Mm-hmm. 
it's all working out just fine. And I stressed out that, that day that I was trying to get to Walla Walla. You know, it was the last day of a 30-hour trip. And I spent an extra three hours trying to get the damn computer fixed. Um, that day was stressful. I, uh, might have, yeah. I may have shed a tear at the Apple Store, but um, <laughs> <laughs> which didn't help. <laughs> didn't, didn't get anywhere with those tears. But uh, it all worked out just fine. Oh, as good. these things do. I'm, I'm sorry that it was it was as stressful as it was but i'm glad that it all worked out yeah yeah me too once that got once i showed the video then everything i I didn't realize how much stress well i was gonna say i didn't realize how much stress i carried around about that which until the computer broke i had no stress because it was so awesome i mean it was the best gift i've ever given anybody um uh and so i was i guess i was feeling stressed that i was gonna ruin the awesomeness but it worked out yeah that's great. Well, and when we were thinking about this episode, um, uh, one of the first titles we came up with was like stress-free. And you're like, well, I don't know if it was exactly stress-free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely wasn't. Not that one day. Yeah. But I will yeah. say that the um, journey part of it, the actual the 2,000-mile drive uh-huh. the, to get here, really was quite stressful. I totally overplanned that part. Like, I did not need either of my female urinals. <laughs> <laughs> I kept thinking about you on the trip was I was like, because I forgot to bring mine. And then oh. I was like, and then I was like, you know, at some point, I was just like, if I'm going to get coronavirus from sitting on a toilet, I'm going to get coronavirus from sitting on a toilet. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I cannot be stressed about this. <laughs> yeah. I did I did wear an N95 mask and a face shield whenever I went into the rest area. And believe me, I was the only one double double masked. <laughs> and uh, some people weren't masked at all. But most, I didn't see that many people. Um, but I, they were all clean. With the exception of maybe one of them. They, yeah, everything was enough. super clean. Yeah. Um, in fact, <laughs> the, I picked up my paints again and did a little, just a little sketch while nice. we were on our trip. And the thing that inspired me to do that was the extreme cleanliness of some pit toilets that we went to. Wow. <laughs> Those words don't usually go together, I don't think. <laughs> no, that's why it was like, it was so amazing. I was like, I came out, I said to Mike, I'm like, that's the cleanest, like, freshest smelling pit toilet I've ever been in. And he's like, what? And he goes in there. He's like, that's insane. <laughs> and then I'm like, wow. I'm going to write them a thank you card. Because, you know, it's like park rangers who maintain them. And I was like, oh. you know, they, they don't have an easy job necessarily. And right. so I was going to write them a thank you card. And then Mike's like, well, why don't you, like, paint, you know, like, draw something like of the of this because we were at this beautiful um um rock formation he's like why don't you do something and so then I just sat down with my paints and a pen and sketched him a little thank you card and left it for him and and um wonderful yeah and that was on our way out to go to another um uh location and then when we came back um, it was gone, so that made me happy. I hope they got it and someone didn't take it. Right, because <laughs> it, it was that be- beautiful a drawing. It's well, I don't know that it was that beautiful. It. I'll share it, but um, nice. Uh, it was just it was sort of 
fun to do. So, I mean, that's like um, another one of those uh, silver linings around the, um, you know, being adaptable, right? I mean, not only did you find a great place, this pit toilet was after you changed your your, uh, plans. No, No, the pit toilet was... Before. in the in the regular part of the the original part of the, the original itinerary. Project. Okay. Well then But I fine. will tell you something that did happen that wouldn't have happened is when we got up to this lake. So Mike has been experimenting with astrophotography mm-hmm. and um, he, at the lake he was able to take shots of the Milky Way reflected in the lake. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty wow. amazing. That's cool. Yeah. And nice. that wouldn't have happened had we not, you know, detoured and gone up there. If you'd been in a desert instead of a lake. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, let's hope that the smoke goes away. And, you know, I'm thinking about my trip home. And on the way there, I was all about the COVID maps. And now I'm all about yeah. the fire maps overlaid over the COVID maps. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I was doing a little research for you before we um, started recording, and I was like overlaying those maps and and trying to figure out like what was going to be the safest route for you to go home. Yeah, I appreciate quickest that, and safest. I don't have a computer to do that for me. Um, yeah. yeah, quickest and safest. So that's that's nice, and I don't really want to go the exact same way anyway because well, I wasn't going to, but. It'll be nice to see something different. Might as well see as much right. as I can, right? In yeah. This journey, boy, I've sure yeah. seen some pretty, pretty thing, pretty mountains and things. Nice. Since I've been traveling, yes, and I did not go to Mount Rushmore. Isn't that sad? I was stayed, spent the night in Rapid City, but when I got there, it was forty degrees and raining. Oh. And I was like, yeah, no thanks. Sorry, Stone Presidents. I'm yeah. tired and cold. <laughs> And I did have a down jacket. I was also afraid of tourists, right? Which in right. Rapid City was a smart thing to be afraid of because there were people were all over the place without masks on in a in a state that was red on the COVID app now map. Right. Um, so uh, I just hunkered in to my lovely hotel room <laughs> and didn't worry about the stone faced mountain faces on the mountain. Yeah, that was another adaptation, right? I felt I gave myself that permission was. not to. Not to have to do that because I would have been miserable. Yeah, it would have been miserable, and but I could see how like you would, could feel like really sort of compelled. Like I have to do this. When will I be back here? I need to do this. Exactly. And but, yeah. and it but now I know it's driving distance from all from St. Louis. So oh, I can, well, kind of. <laughs> you know, two days drive. <laughs> well, you did drive there. I drove so there. <laughs> I guess that is technically driving distance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think it's just good to remember, you know, the same things that we talk about over and over again is, um, you know, uh, knowing what's important to you. And then and, and Mike and I talked about, you know, like what what experience since we have to change our trip on the fly, what experience are we hoping to have? Mm-hmm. And um, and that's how I found the lake. Um and so we got to have the experience we wanted, even though it was like the complete opposite um, situation, complete opposite environment. I just love that, you know, really clear example of the importance of knowing what's important to you. And yeah, and, yeah 
That's just great. That's a good, yeah. good one. Mike's a lucky guy. <laughs> well, he was very disappointed that we couldn't stay longer. Even just yesterday, he's like, I wish we could have stayed at that lake longer. And he's like, how long does it take to get there? Could we just go there? <laughs> yeah, you could just have a ne- your next trip be there. How far away is yeah, it? It's about, I think it's about four and a half hours. Oh. So, you to know, me, it's that feels doable. like nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know now. Yeah. It's like, well, that's, that's nothing. <laughs> so when you but, were in northeastern Oregon, how far were you from Walla Walla? Um, we were, so we drove through La Grande. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so um, what's the town? Is it Hermiston uh-huh. that you sort of turn left at? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we, we were there. Oh, my so gosh. Is that like an hour and a half from Walla Walla? Yeah, something like maybe an hour. Yeah, about an yeah. hour, I think. What uh, I know, what I, te- I was that? tempted to um, call you and say, you know, do you want to meet us in Hermiston? We'll be there in an hour. <laughs> I know. What, was it, what day was that? Was, that, um, was that in Walla Walla? That was on Saturday. Oh, yeah. That was on that- our way home. Right, the smoke was so bad that would have probably. Yeah, it was. We just wanted to get home. Right, exactly. I didn't even bring it up to Mike. It was like we had such a long, gross day of driving ahead of us that. Yeah, absolutely. Under under ordinary circumstances, if it had been a usual Eastern Oregon or Washington blue sky day, that would have been. Yeah. Well, and frankly, I I think it would have been really sad to see you and not hug you. I know, right. (laughs) <laughs> that. like it feels that feels sort of weird but like it seems like it would be almost sadder to see you and not hug you than not see you <laughs> i don't think so shannon <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. anyway so anything else to adapting with ease no i i i love that we were able to give an almost real-time update to our last plan, yeah. productive planning episode. <laughs> I know, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, well, and hopefully, you know, people get something out of it because it's not just about trip planning. I think you can use this in a lot of different areas. That's right. Well, and I have high hopes that my computer will... I had to mail my computer to Apple, not mail it, FedEx it. Um, and... It's conceivable it won't. I won't have a computer next time we, we record. Um, oh gosh! On Monday next week, we might have to re, reschedule or something. But um, we'll see. Yep, we'll just figure out how to adapt. That's right. We'll adapt accordingly. Yes. Well, we want to hear from you. Um, when do you find it easy to adapt, and when is it more difficult? You can let us know on social media, Facebook and, and Instagram, we're at Getting to Good Enough, and on Twitter, we're at GTG Enough. You can leave us a message at 413-424-GTGE, that's 4843, or you can head over to the website, gettingtogoodenough.com, and leave a comment in the show notes. Um, but for now, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in Walla Walla, Washington. (laughs) And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. I wondered if you were going to say Walla Walla or... It's more fun to say Walla Walla. Yeah. (laughs) And it's true. Yes.